You're watching Tech Talk in affiliation with Tech for Techs. We're a community that supports independent trade with the help of vendors and distributors. We're live every Thursday at 8 p.m. London time and we'll be streaming to Facebook and YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, TuneIn and many more. And now, the moment you've been waiting for, and your host, Philip Griffiths. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Tech for Tech's Tech Talk. This is a live show where we discuss different ways to basically help your IT business grow. And basically, if you didn't gather from the intro, my name's Phil Griffiths, and I'm your host for today. And today's episode is What Do You Charge? Where we're going to be basically talking about what you charge, why you charge it, how you charge it, how you change it, and so forth. So let's have a look. So today we are joined by Jenny, Ben, Tim, Will, and Bruno. But Bruno's disappeared, and, well, here he is. He's back again now. So here's Bruno. Right, okay. So as you can see, we've got a full show. So let me just go through a few of my notes on here. So, yeah, first thing you need to do, guys, if you are on the Facebook group, make sure you click the link I'm going to put in chat in a few seconds. This will allow your name to be seen in the chat again if you can hear us see us please chat and um, comment and let us know otherwise we'll just be sat here talking to ourselves so i'm just putting that in chat now it should pop up there's just a little bit of a delay between the live stream and what you're actually seeing of about 30 seconds by the looks of it so yeah so that's on there Right, so yeah, so make sure you click on that link what I put in chat, which is chat.restream.io forward slash FB. Uh, that'll allow your name to be shown. Also, don't forget, make sure you give us a like, a thumbs up or whatever. It allows the stream to get ba basically seen better on Facebook, YouTube and everywhere else, which means obviously more people see us and we grow and get better community and so forth. Right, so I'm going to start off and ask everyone to introduce themselves. So first of all, uh, we'll go to Jenny. If you want to introduce yourself, let us know who you are, what you do, and if you've got any tips and stories for us this week. Hi, I'm Jenny. I'm the owner of Tech for Techs. Um, most of the, the things I'm going to be talking about in the next few weeks is it's going to be TechMax related. And for those of you who do not know what TechMax is, um, simply put, we are hosting an event next year uh, for our members, and the distributors and vendors of the group. And um, that that's what that is. And TechMax is almost sold out. Uh, as far as tables go, if you're a vendor distributor uh, to want to stand, I have, I think, four more tables that I can sell uh, without having to pinch us all together like sardines. And I don't want to do that. So get yourself, if you want to go to TechMax, get yourself in contact with Phil or myself make sure to arrange uh, something and make confirmations if you haven't already uh, because tables are going uh, really, really fast. And if you haven't confirmed, uh, your tables will be releasing those uh, soon. 
So you don't want to lose your tables. Okay, yeah, that's just to confirm to everyone is TechMax, that's next year, 24th of June, 2022. Um, tickets for general attendees are not for sale yet. They will be going for sale very soon on the 29th. Um, that is also a day we're going to have a live show where we're going to be talking about the event in a bit more in depth about who's coming and what to expect. So there's going to be a few big names there. Don't get me wrong, not everyone's 100% confirmed. You know what these big companies are like. It takes them about a year just to figure out uh, what they're going to have for the d uh, dinner that evening and stuff like that. They have to all agree with different departments. But again, if you are wanting a table to show off your wares, goods, services, whatever it is, make sure you get in contact because we've got very few left. We're trying to get more uh, in there by rearranging the floor plan, but there's only so much we can do. We yes, are Jeff. only allowing uh, one table per company right now due to the shortage. So whereas um, when we first started selling the tables, you could get two, maybe three, four, you know, whatever. We're limiting it to one table per company right now. And that's on new orders, not past orders. So anyone that's who's right. ordered that's two right. tables, they've still got two. It's just on new yeah. ones. Right, let's move on to... Ben, so Ben, if you'd like to tell us who you are, what you do, and what your tip of story of the day is. Uh, yeah, good evening, Phil. My name is Ben Ashcroft. I run Bugs and Bytes Computing in sunny Lincoln. Uh, mainly deal in the refurbished laptop sales, both to trade and to end users. Also deal with desktops and gaming PCs. Uh, tip of the day, or tip of the week this week, is about um, back-to-school and university promotions. It's still a few weeks away until the start of the new term, but it's one of those times you can really push the sales, um, start poke off with nice budget but usable laptops, not the HP streams. The the good stuff with the SSDs, 256 SSD, 8GB RAM, uh, I tend to buy batches of machines in, so at the moment I'm sitting with about 50, 60 HPs uh, of the 250G6 models, and yeah, nice machines that go out, People love them, don't seem to get too many issues with them. Uh, and also, you push accessories as well, so you can push a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse combo, um, an external webcam, if the built-in one's not up to, up to too much, uh, that sort of thing. And also remember to do a lot of extra advertising through your Facebook page, as well as any marketplace, that sort of thing as well. Okay, some pretty good advice there. I must admit, it's a good time to start getting posters done if you've got a store, a store stick them on the front of your store and stuff like that. Um, social media, as Ben says, yeah, good time. It's not, not too early to think about these things. And even if you've got some spare time, think about Christmas promotions even. You don't have to put the actual product on your poster, but design some stuff, get it ready, and so forth. Let's just quickly go through chat. Uh, so we've got Alison saying good evening. We've also got Peter Campbell saying hello. And hello back. Uh, we've got Alan as well. Hi, Alan. We've got James saying good evening. Raheem as well. Hey, Raheem. And Peter, don't worry if you're late, Peter. Uh, luckily, you can start from the beginning again if you really want to. And you can catch us later on a podcast if you really want as well. Uh, right. Okay, let's move on to Tim then. Tim, let us know who you are, what you do, and everything else. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, um, so my name's Tim. I run TKM, PM and IT Solutions. And so I'm in North Yorkshire, um, which is where I'm based. 
Um, yeah, so my big tip for, or say a bit of advice I would give is, you go if you've got say new business, particularly the business to business customers or the the long term support jobs. Um, don't be afraid to go in and ask questions. If you spot um, prime example, uh, went got a new one this week and the customer didn't have any kind of central server or anything. Six computers. Make it better. It was a scrap got a scrap yard. So these machines were covered in all sorts of gunk and everything else. So the odds of them getting wrecked because of the environment was quite high. Um, so I asked a question and I've managed to get the customer to agree to with me looking after everything, new server as well as replacing a couple of their machines for it. So, yeah, don't be afraid to push those extra, extra, call it future-proofing to help, yeah, benefit the customer and also yourself at the end of the day. Okay, some pretty good advice. Uh, yeah, it's always good to keep uh, in contact with your current customers and so forth. Uh, we always, especially people who are on service contracts, arrange to go around once a year, even if we've not seen them and they've not reported any problems, just so we can check that everything's working fine. And obviously try and sell them on something else. Uh, I'm going to say you've already got a relationship with them, so 50% of the work's already done. So, right, let's move on to Will. So, Will, let us know who you are, what you do, and any tips or advice you've got for us. Hi there, I'm Will from Consumer Tech in Dunfermline near Edinburgh. Lovely Dunfermline tonight. Um, I mainly do break repair computers but also specialise in managed service provider. Um, software, hardware, anything. I can do any technology that I supply to customers and businesses. I think my tip of the evening with it being pricing and leading on from Tim is take deposits from your customers when they're placing orders. Um, I, I was, I've been tricked out myself a few times and you think I'd learn, but no, um, trust is a, is a vanishing topic just now uh, with trust. But yeah, take deposits from customers. Don't be frightened to ask for 10%, even if it's anything they're pre-ordering or anything they've dropped off to you. I don't tend to take money up front for repairs, but I will take a deposit. Um, and I've found out that, you know, customers are, are quite happy to pay upfront or deposits and things like that to get it. So ask for it. it. gives you cash flow as well coming into your business, enabling you to buy other stock and upsell things and pay your bills early, things like that. So, yeah, that's that's my tip of this week is take deposits from customers. Yeah, it's definitely a good idea. I'm going to say in some cases even take the full amount. We yeah. It's very rare we even take deposits now. We do a diagnostic fee on repairs, um, which we... It's sort of like a deposit because if they go ahead with a repair, um, then we don't actually charge them the diagnostic fee, if you get what I mean. So our um, diagnostic fee is uh, it's £30 at the moment, um, where obviously if the repair is only £50 or whatever, we don't charge them 50 quid plus the 30 we just charge them the £50. But if they decide they don't want the repair, then we make sure they get we get that 30 quid off them, basically. So uh, also it gets uh, rid of a lot of time wasters as well, we find. Right, nice. let's go on. Let's go on to Bruno. So, Bruno, it's been a while since you've been on the show. If you want to like, let us know who you are, what you do, uh, any news or stories or tips for us as well. Yeah, so I'm Bruno from Morley Computer Sales and Repairs, based in Morley, uh, which is south of Leeds. Uh, I do the, the break-fix type of repairs and recently started doing maintenance contracts with startups and small businesses. And uh, yeah, uh, my tip of the day uh, for our fellow techs, uh, it's basically a solution for remote support. So I recently 
I started doing the maintenance contracts and needed to look for a, a permanent solution or at least a solution that will last a long time and it's reliable. Um, prices vary a lot uh, between companies. However, the functionalities are pretty much the same, um, except one or two companies that do kind of incorporated systems. Um, and yeah, so I ended up going for with the uh, Splashtop and uh, quite pleased with it. So I've been recently onboarding a customer that has uh, 10 computers and uh, under two megabytes uh, of internet. And uh, so the connection was really, really, you know, slow and uh, and laggy. However, Splashtop didn't crash once, even doing Windows updates remotely and things like that. So, you know, it's it's very reliable. Um, and comparing to TeamSpeak uh, that I've used, that I was using before, uh, as soon as the internet connection fails a little bit, that's it, you're gone. You have to reconnect all over again. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty good device there. There's lots of different remote support packages other than TeamViewer out there. TeamViewer is a bit of a, mm -hmm, a funny one, especially when they want you to pay a year in advance or whatever, which adds up to quite a bit. Um, I must admit, Slashtop, I've seen that mentioned quite a few times. Our RRM does support it, or should I say RMM, not RRM, um, does support it, Ninja, uh, and there's a few others as well. So... Um, is everyone able to see me properly? Because a couple of people are saying that my screen is frozen. Yeah, it's probably just within the software, guys. So um, it's looking fine on the other end. So no doubt the chat will be going crazy if they couldn't see me properly. Right. Okay. So I'm guessing it's on to my uh, news, advice, and stories. But first, before we do that, we've got to do this. Cherry is the market leader and expert for mechanical switches and keyboards, as well as the specialist for computer input devices within its two business areas, gaming and professional. At its headquarters in Auerbach in Bavaria, Germany, the company develops and produces high-quality key switches as well as keyboards. There we go. So that was from Cherry. If you are interested in purchasing any Cherry products, it's a good um, thing to look at if you're looking at peripherals because all their boxes look the same. Well, obviously, then the picture, the, the actual product is a little bit different on each box, but otherwise, they're all uniform and it looks pretty good. And again, it's a decent brand, especially for kids and stuff these days. Everyone wants Cherry switches. And well, where better to get them from is, well, from Cherry. So, and they've got quite a few different variations. And we've got some reviews coming up in around about a month's time as well of some of their products. I think we've gone and lost Bruno, and he's back again. So Bruno keeps disappearing. Um, yeah, no idea uh, what's happening there. <laughs> I hope you don't do this to your customers because that will annoy you. <laughs> uh, right. Okay, so my tips and stories of the day. So first of all, Tech for Tech has now over 1,250 members. So that's 1,250. So we've got quite a few members. A lot have joined in the last week or two, especially since we've been talking a lot about TechMax and different things like that. So that's pretty good. So if you are a new member, hi, guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, and even if you're not a new member, thanks for watching. Um, but uh, if you are not a member and you want to join, make sure you go to tech4techs.co.uk forward slash join. That's tech4techs.co.uk forward slash 
join and you'll be able to basically sign up on there just make sure you fill the questions in otherwise you won't get in so right let's have a look um earlier on today i did another live stream this is my second one of the day so if you missed it it was with cooler master and it was called their summit summit and it was basically like a a bit like a um over the top game sort of thing a bit like minecraft style but uh, they've got like a, a virtual world where you could walk around and basically interact with all the new products and read up about them they've got some nice products including a fifteen thousand dollar chair yes you heard me right fifteen thousand dollar chair um, but, but bear in mind it looks pretty impressive it basically all folds out and everything around you and stuff <laughs> So it's like a, it's a bit like a pod, basically, and you can put like a 49-inch screen in there and all sorts. So you can either go out and buy yourself a new car, or you can get one of those chairs. I know what I'm chair. That's a throne. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much is. It looks quite impressive. Um, they've also got some streaming boxes, which look quite impressive. You don't need a PC hooked to it, you hooked up to it, or anything like that. All you need is an iPad and go from there. So that looks interesting. Be interesting to get my hands on one of those. And for anyone who's interested in the half cases from Cooler Master, they are bringing out a new half case, which they sort of brought out the H500 model a few years, a couple of years ago, which had a few issues and so forth, which wasn't a true half. Um, case well they're actually bringing a brand new half case out now which is a proper half and if you're not sure what a half is and you're really confused it stands for high airflow case okay half um so i did not see the number of products they actually got or count them all should i say um but they've got around about 25 products what are coming out in the next few months from cases to the streaming boxes and power supplies and so forth so um you can see the video if you just go to our youtube channel so it's youtube.com forward slash tech for techs you'll find it on there so also in the news did i not say a few months ago rumors about windows 11 were going around that um i would not be surprised if Microsoft did something like a subscription-based version of Windows and call it something like Windows 365, well, they're actually doing it. So, surprise, surprise. So, but this is going to be more of a, like a virtual machine-based one. So, you access it, I'm guessing, with a web browser or something along that lines, and you'll be able to access it from anything you want, including a Mac. Actually, I don't think they included Amiga on that list, Ben. So, you, uh, <laughs> so unfortunately, you won't be able to use your Amiga to do it. But you'll be able to access Windows... So basically a virtual machine. So basically I'm guessing it'll be set up so it'll you can access it. No matter what machine you access it on, it's going to look exactly the same for you. Have your programs, apps, and however you want it. Unfortunately, I don't think I'll be going down that route of things because I've got around about 70 terabytes of data. So I'd hate to think how much they would charge me per month to host all that. So also... Sticking with Microsoft, Microsoft said if they get 20,000 likes earlier on um, on a specific post, they would replace the paperclip emoji in Microsoft's Windows 365 or Office 365 or whatever you want to call it this day in an age with Clippy. So if you don't know who Clippy is, well, he was an annoying oh, paperclip no. that used to your <laughs> nightmares. Yeah, oh. that's him. Um, so that, that paper clips back, uh, or it looks like it's going to be back. Um, for anyone who regularly used Office 97, it would always basically pop up all the time with advice when you were not really <laughs> needing it. Um, so, well, he's coming back, So, but as an emoji this time, so probably won't be as he bad. He was like a little virus is what he was. 
Uh, you could actually change it to different symbols, I think, including uh, the MSN symbol, and I think there's a little robot and a few other things, but everyone always had a paperclip on that. Um, also, the specs have leaked for the 12th gen Intel CPUs, uh, with some saying that they will perform or outperform AMD processors by around 8 to 10%. Well, until AMD brings out some new CPUs, probably a few months after that. Um, so that's good, but unfortunately, that means new motherboards because they'll be using socket LGA 1700 rather than 1200. So we've only really had one or two generations where they've been on socket 1200, so we're moving yet again, making things even more difficult than usual. But the new i9 12900K, yes, they need a better model number system, but 12900K will come with 8 plus 8 cores, which basically means that you'll have eight high-performance cores and eight energy-efficient cores. So, and the thread count will be up to 24 threads. So, that's interesting. There's no ETA, but it looks uh, like they're saying it's going to be around what they call holiday season in the States, which is usually like Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Um, so, November time, I'm guessing, uh, this year, which coincidentally is also the same time Windows 11 is supposedly due out. So... Coincidence or not, I don't know. Right, so um, let's oh, go oh, I just wanted to say um, to mm -hmm. Cooler Master, if you are listening here, and you probably are because you're really popular like we are, um, I would be more than happy to review your chair. Just get right in touch with us, and I will give it a fair and unbiased review. Yeah, and if you want to supply all the guest hosts on here as well as myself one, yeah, go ahead. We'll love you for I'd it. I'd be happy to try it. <laughs> oh, I wasn't about trying it. I was on about saying keep it. I thought that was the condition. It is. All <laughs> the conditions of TFT apply. If you send us a chair, <laughs> we'll review it, and um, I'll let you know exactly what to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peter's just saying about the window, um, Windows Online or 365. It's basically, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's uh, built with fixed per user per month cost. So uh, I've not heard anything about the cost of that. Have you yet, Peter? Uh, I know you've probably been playing with it. So uh, let us know if you know anything about the cost. And I'm guessing they'll keep it quiet till the last minute, though. Uh, right. Okay, so let's go on to the main topic. What was the main topic? Oh, yeah, it's pricing. So... What do you charge? How do you charge? What do you do? And all this, that, and the other. So what I'm going to do is go to Jen first, because she's the first picture on the screen. So um, the first question to you, Jen, is okay. how do you cost your pricing? Well, it depends on what I'm doing, first of all. Um, mm -hmm. So let's just say that someone brings me something in the door that uh, I've not really worked with before. I've got to look at it and evaluate it and say, right, I will first of all need to do diagnostics on this. So diagnostics to begin with are 30 pounds. And that's a unarguable charge there. You know, you have to get diagnostics run. Um, Depending on the outcome of it, if it's a laptop that was around 25 years ago, I'm going to look at it and go, you know, I'm probably going to have a hard time getting parts for this. 
And I might even tell the customer, you're going to do better just getting a new laptop rather than doing a repair. But if they really want the repair, I've got to look at the costings to me first and add all of that up. And then I've got to put into it not just my costings, but my labor as well. What, what amount of time am I spending on it? Is it just a one hour job? Is it two days? You know, have I got to do data transfer, recovery, things like that. And the more time that I have to spend on it, the more the price is going to go up. Um, but the minimum, 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 minimum uh, labor charge is 50 pounds. That's the minimum labor. And if it's something where I've got to take it apart and basically rebuild it, well, then you've got to go up, up, up a bit, depending on what's to be done. But I'll, I'll start out. My minimum labor fee is 50 pounds. Okay. That's pretty good. Let's go on to Ben. Let's see if he's got a more technical way of how he adds up his costing and so forth. So, Ben, so how do you work out your how much you're going to sell an item for? Um, so, yeah, the diagnostics for me, if you bring a faulty machine, I'll just charge you flat £24. Um, if you buy a unit, a replacement unit, I'll knock £24 on the head and just say, look, just pay for the cost of the unit. Um, and I'll buy your scrap machine for products, for parts, that sort of thing. Anyway, um, because my business is mostly sales rather than repairs, I do do repairs, but I'm very much hardware and sales rather than I don't get involved in software side of things. It's, uh, my nemesis, as most of you all know, but um, so generally, when I'm pricing stock to the end user, I'll normally price it about fifteen to twenty percent higher than eBay prices, and people will be thinking, "Why am I charging higher than eBay prices?" Well, a lot of the stock out there on eBay is not as good as perhaps it seems. Um, I've heard this from a lot of customers who are now good trade customers have said this as well to me. So it's it's not just my own opinions and thoughts. Um, also, eBay is a very saturated market, and it's driving prices down. I don't sell a lot on there unless I have to, unless it's a very niche product. Um, and then users are quite happy to pay the extra because I find a lot of them they're, they're quite happy to come and have a look at a few different machines. And I go through the pros and cons of each machine and tell me you want this one instead of this one. Um, I mean, my firm favourite's got to be the Dell Latitude range. I absolutely love my Dell Latitudes. I sell them all day, all night. Um, I did a run of Latitude E5570s. I think I sold between 450 and 500 of them and just uber reliable. Uh, so that's like my go-to machine. Um, trade price will usually be a little less, but not a lot less than eBay prices. Um, so, yeah. But the other thing I find, pricing can be quite subjective. It depends both on the area and the customer themselves, because certain customers don't like Dells, certain customers don't like HPs, so pay less or pay more for them um, as such. And yeah, again, I find the geographical location as well. You know, it's, I'm in Lincoln, Lincoln's quite sort of moderately affluent, I would say. Um, I know folk, for instance, who live in Nottingham, and they'll struggle to sell something they'll sell for sort of 250, 300 pounds, they'll struggle to get sort of 150, 200 pounds for it there. But yeah. It's um, it is. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, right, yeah, so uh, that's pretty good. I think Ben's an answered all of me. Next question, the next question, the next question as well for him all in one go. So, uh, so he's going to have an interesting time when we come back to him in a bit. But uh, <laughs> uh, Right, let's go over Tim. So how, let's um, break it down a little bit more. So how do you figure out your cut uh, as in cost to actually sell something, Tim? So like, for example, overheads and stuff like that. Uh, the way I work, I've got fixed hourly rates, which um, which I've which I say those they don't change. So I, that's how I always self service to the customer. Um, I always say to that's the first way I get me the door. I always say I need to see what they'd like me to repair first. Um, I won't quote yes, this parts X amount because, for example, if it's a Laptop with a broken script LCD. I might have to get the bezel that needs to go around it. And as Jenny said about the older laptops, getting the bezels for it isn't as much of a nightmare as I think recently I've had a laptop. Someone said, "Was the screen worth fixing?" And it was a ten-year-old laptop, and a new LCD was about the eighty quid, eighty quid for a replacement one. Um, and that's the cheapest I, I, I found it for. Um, so yeah, I always assess how much pot's going to be, and then I put markup on top of that, and then give the customer that price plus my markup. Um, as was mentioned earlier about deposits and things like that as well, if a repair or anything's going to come to over a certain amount, I always ask for as much of it as possible up front for the job. Then over the part, they're committed, so it stops them pulling out last minute. Um, or after I've stuck with the stuff and I owe my supply money as well. Um, and yeah, it's, and it's worked so far. So, so yeah, it, I, as, as another place you said as well by, I think it was you, Phil, or it might be Jenny, um, you have a price in two states X amount up front. It gets rid of the um, chances that you want to know what's wrong so they can go somewhere else and do it themselves, for example. Exactly. Yeah, and, you get rid of the bonkers. Yeah, and unfortunately, I live in an area where I've got lots of them and they think they know better, so they'll go and try and get me to give them the answer, but I don't do that. Um, but where I do cross-sales as well, because I do stuff in London, Manchester, and in a few, that kind of thing, um, yeah, I get I, do, I charge slightly higher there because I know... It's where you live, you can charge, get away with charging more because the market and people don't think twice, won't think twice if you charge more in certain areas. So, so yeah, really, so that's pretty much how I do it. But yeah, I do say up the price depending if it's say a lot, uh, one of my customers, like my business customers. Yes, they get higher rates than my some of my the, the home fixes will say, but it all depends sometimes where it is. So, but parts-wise, parts-wise, it's the same. It's just whatever it is, plus X amount, a percentage on top of it that covers my deliver, including delivery charge, and I make my so I'm not out of pocket on any of it. Okay, sounds pretty good. Let's go on to Will then. Will, how do you work out your costs? Uh, as in, what what costs cost you? For me, recently, um, I built an office in my garden. So the total cost of that, um, I to get my hourly rate sort of thing, I, I 
took the cost of it over the year and divided it down per day um, to make sure that I was covering the cost of, of my new location um, and I also put a percentage on top of parts as well. Um, but yes, yeah, it, like Tim was saying, it depends on the location. I'm in an area where it's it's, it's pr pretty good. You know, customers are, are quite happy to pay, especially if, if you if they've got Apple products. You know, the price of Apple products is you could always charge more for that, and they're happy to pay it. Um, I, I don't wouldn't rip, rip them off. As, you know, I wouldn't do that. But I I phone around competitors and pretend I'm a customer to try and get prices on things, do a bit of research. But um, but yeah, I, I charge about twenty five pounds for a diagnostic fee. And like everybody else, I think they, they take that price off if they're, they're buying a new laptop or a refurbished laptop or I come mm -hmm. to a negotiation deal or, or take the trade in and things like that. So, yeah, um, my overheads, like for the, the managed service provider side of things, um, especially if you're providing Microsoft 365, um, always go from prices from your supplier, your, your vendor, to what Microsoft are charging. But also bear in mind that you can't get hold of Microsoft customer services very easily. So your customers are going to be asking you the question. So add a little bit more on top. You know, and even if they say, but they're only charging 599 for Office 365 per month. Yeah, but you've got me at the end of a phone for advice and setup. So yeah. always put a few pounds extra on top of your subscription rates. Um, because at the end of the day, your customer hopefully is going to come back to you and ask the questions anyway. And nine times out of ten, would you charge for five minutes of advice on the phone? Or would you rather be have a good reputation with that customer? So think ahead. You know, add add a few pounds back onto your subscription for that's exactly. It's working for me just now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's working good. But I always let myself down at times. There's always that moment where you, you underprice things and you think, oh God, what have I done there? But I tend to make it up on other customers, or or they're a repeat customer, or I sell them a support plan, you know, a maintenance contract every month and, and hopefully they don't require my services too much when in the support plan fee I'll cover it. So yeah, we have all got our moments, you know, we all have our moments where of memory lapse and things like that. But yes, yeah, so, so far it's that's my sort of model of thinking anyway. So but I'm always open to suggestions from other Tech for Tech members. It's always good that we have a chat back and forth about costing and pricing and surveys and, and all that stuff. So yeah, learn as you go as well. So yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good thing right at the end. Always learn as you go. Always carry on learning. When you stop learning, that's when you stand still and that's when you die. So carry on learning, okay? Not trying to be morbid or anything, but... No, no. Right, <laughs> let's move on to uh, Bruno. So, Bruno, brighten the mood up. So uh, how do you work out your costing and stuff like that? Well, I guess I've committed all the mistakes that uh, everyone basically does so i underpriced myself i did free diagnose and things like that um, and eventually as i started becoming more busy or busier i realized that uh, you know what maybe certain customers you know it, it's not really worth doing it for free uh, so i started charging 20 pounds for diagnose um, and uh, and then of course it gets taken out of the bill if they decide to order the parts through me or do the repair through me or buy a new computer or whatever it is um i price myself per hour at 40 pounds um, and that basically covers most of the jobs so things like data transfer uh screen replacements for example i get it for a certain price and i add 40 40 pounds on top and that that is the price that i quote the customer uh, of course, with cer certain screens, you're going to spend two hours on it, but with most screens, maybe you spend half an hour. So you win some, you lose some. 
Uh, and I think, you know, it's not too expensive to the customer, but at the same time, it's not too low for me either. And it, uh, it keeps me busy. Um, so that's the way that I found. However, just like what Peter, uh, Whitehouse said, uh, that, uh, yes, uh, or they have separate, uh, higher labor rate for Apple. It's something that I've actually been thinking the past few weeks, because if someone comes in with an iMac to diagnose because it's not turning on, it's going to take me a considerable amount of time. Um, so maybe the 20 pounds is not going to really going to cover that time. Um, I do have a few separate prices for things like motherboard replacement. So if someone comes with me with a, with a tower and tells, Oh, I need a graphics card replacement. I'll just charge one hour. That's it. Or even half an hour. Um, if someone comes with a tower and says, Oh, I need motherboard replacement. And then I see there's cables all over the place and it's all messy and it's going to take me a while to get through things. I charge hour and a half. Um, just before I, I do anything. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's kind of the way that I've been working. But then again, my business is still very new, very recent. Uh, it's growing very fast as well. So I'm always learning with you guys and, you know, adjusting the things as, as it should be. So I'm not underpriced or overpriced. Yeah. That, it sounds that's... like you've got a really good handle on things there. Um, I, I did the same thing, though, when we opened our store. I did the free diagnostics and the no fix, no fee guarantee. And it sounds good and everything until you get every person through your door who has had their computer in the basement for five or years plus and wants you to take a look at it and see if you can fix it for me. And then they don't come back for six months plus to pick it up when you say it can't be done or they don't want to pay the price for it to be done and you're stuck with it. So, yeah, we've all done that before. Uh, <laughs> since Phil and I started doing the diagnosis fee, um, we've had a lot less time wasters through the door. I mean, you can cut them in half because people that are sincere about getting it fixed, don't mind paying for it. Mm -hmm. They know that you're worth your time, you see. That's it. If the, if the customer's coming to you as well, you've done, again, done half of the sales. So if they've already come to you, so they're going to be trusting you somewhat when they're coming to you. So make sure the pricing is re realistic. Um, regarding the pricing, what well, a good way to work your costs out. And again, this is something what a lot of people struggle with. It is how do you work how much your costing is as in okay yeah it's going to cost you for your part but you've got all your other overheads so for example your bills your rent your tax and all your other things um services you pay for for example if you're using something like ninja or repair shop or synchro that's all costing you and your equipment costs you so much best thing to do is add it all up and do similar to what will says is divide it by how many days per year then you know how much you've got to basically do to break a, a, uh, even over that day. If you know how many jobs you've done in that last year on average a day, you could say, oh, I've done average three jobs every day. Then you basically divide that cost by three jobs and you know how much each job on average is costing you minus obviously parts. Uh, and that way you can work out how much profit you're making. So obviously make sure you charge enough. It's one thing a lot of people do is they'll go really cheap to begin with. And yes, guilty, I've done it in the past. You go cheap, you think, oh, yeah, undercut all the competition, get plenty of work in. 
And a lot of time, the customers you're getting are not the best customers because they want everything done for nothing, as uh, uh, others have been saying. You just end up attracting the polite words Unless for it. crowd. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you basically, basically attracting customers you don't really want to be dealing with. Um, so always make sure you price yourself well. Check with competitors. That's a good way to go. And I don't mean the guys who are the cheapest. I mean people who are generally average and high. Check with their prices. You don't want to be known as the cheap people who do it really cheap. because, And the only reason people go to you is because you're cheap. You want people to come to you because they trust you uh, and so forth. And you'd be surprised the different clientele you get when you charge more and in a lot of cases they will pay more they'll buy more expensive machines they'll buy more expensive replacements which you're not ripping them off it's just that you're getting customers who actually want to pay money also um we when we first opened the shop we wanted a catchy little motto and i said i know what we can do i know it's as cheap as chips. Don't you th wish everything was? Well, it sounded good, you know, kind of catchy and everything. But John at, at Target uh, at that time decided cheap was not a good word. And he explained to us, cheap implies nasty. No one wants nasty. So do you want to really advertise your shop as being cheap? Because it comes across as Poundlandish sounding. No offense, Poundland. But um, so I thought about it and I said, all right, that little catchy, jingly thing that we had going there, we got to scrap that and not be known as the cheapest place. You, you just don't want to be known as that. Um, it's, it's just not attractive. So avoid putting the word cheap in advertisements. Um, and I, I, another thing, if you can, um, avoid, or will undercut people. Uh, that, that, that's, if you're having to attract customers with being the cheapest, then something's going wrong somewhere else. You need to d dive deeper down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people get cheap and value mixed up. Cheap basically means cheap, nasty. Value means you're getting more for your money. Mm -hmm. um, so always trying to aim for that value side of thing rather than cheap. Just Not like everyone knows what, the difference, but sorry. Just what? Like what Jim, sorry, just what like Jim was saying, I, I don't undercut people. I'll match prices if I can, but I never mm -hmm. tend to undercut because I feel that you're, like you say, you're coming across as trying to be the cheap one and, and yeah. I want to get along with my competitors as well, which I do. So, yeah, you, I, I match prices. Um, but yeah, undercutting is not a, not a good way forward. Yeah. We're not used car salesmen. Yeah. Certainly. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you don't want to be is the used car salesman. Buy it now, buy it from Bob's used car lot. You know, you really don't. Because <laughs> uh, he'll undercut anyone. Uh, he won't be beaten. And and that's, that's not it. You want to assert yourself and, and be thought of as... I'm, I'm worth X amount. And if you're not willing to pay it, well, then I'm sorry. Um, you know, you'll have to go down the street to someone who will. Uh, but, you know, I, I, most people that are sincere about getting things repaired, they don't, they don't mind. They know they can't do it themselves. 
and they value you as and your knowledge and they're willing to pay it. I think as well, and hope this doesn't sound strange in the context, um, sometimes it's not all about the money because it's like I had someone brought a machine in this week. Um, her daughter had forgotten the password to get into Windows and it was a live account and all her thesis was there or something she had to finish off and she couldn't lose any other data. Um, she left it with me and I thought I'd have to remove the password and end up charging her. And, um, I just restarted the machine and let me get back in with the same PIN number she'd given me. Um, so I just sort of phoned her and says, look, I said, I can't really charge you. I said, I've got my head just by restarting the computer, you know. Um, she went to give me a tip and I said, well, don't leave me a tip, just leave me a good review. And sometimes that's worth exactly as much of a diagnostic. Good review on Google. Google's probably where I get a good percentage of my work coming from. Yeah. And so yeah. Trade yeah. Thank from, you. you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a similar thing to how I get a lot of work. It's where I've done a good job for one person, for one person locally, and they spread the word to other people. And pretty much, I'm known where I live. People go around; they know what I do. I get pretty, I'm pretty, I get nabbed on as I'm walking to and from home to the office for stuff, and I can't go anywhere really yeah. without me. And that's how I got a bus uh, business, new business sign up to me this week. They knew people where people around, and that's why they want me to look after their business stuff. So wonderful. Mm. What what you pitch? You've got Definitely our customers. Of mouth, yeah, we've gotten most of our customers word of mouth. Yeah, and it all started yeah. with Phil's call outside. Uh, his call out customers would tell their friends, neighbors, relations, you know, whatever. Oh, Phil does an excellent job. You ought to get him to come out to yours. And, you know, he would just build up relationships with people. And that's what we're about, really, at the end of the day. We're not so much sales as we are relationship people. Yeah, I'm going to say it's all good points there. That's um, pretty good, to be honest with you. Um, let's just go to the chat uh, and go through a few of the things we've missed. Uh, we've got Paul saying... Okay, oops, is late basically. Evening, hope you're all well. I think we're a bit late answering that one as well, to be honest with you, Paul. But uh, yeah, we're doing well. Uh, we're here, we're alive, which is the main thing, and we're still trading. So I uh, hope you're doing well. Um, also, let's have a look. Uh, Peter did mention about the pricing that was for the Windows 365 2 uh, vCPU. So, yeah, two core CPU, four gig, 128 gigabyte machine will be $31 per user a month. Depends on how you want to look at that. So, um, obviously, it, you can access it anywhere, but um, it's a lot of money if you've got a lot of data. It's a bit like they're trying to act as an MSP, but for the general public. Yeah. Isn't mm -hmm. it? And then you add it to the Office 365 on top. So instead of 20, it's going to be 25. And then yeah. these and that. So they're kind of following the same kind of pattern. Yeah, also, yeah. Um, if you've only got 120 gigabytes for that and Windows itself takes up, what, Windows 11 is going to be about 60 gigabyte. Is that going to incorporate that, that as well? Or is it going to be addition to that? That's Windows a good question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point, that is. So uh, maybe... Peter sounds like presume, the expert for that one. I would presume that they've already accounted in for theirs, mm. but to presume, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a few questions over that one. So 
Um, can you upgrade it to make it a faster machine or whatever? But I can see where it's going to come in handy for people who work in the office and at home and so forth that can log into the same system wherever they are. So they can probably log in on the normal home PC or the Mac at home into the work stuff, and it's all kept centrally. It's uh, probably a good thing. Um, so uh, Paul's saying around about the same price as Shadow. Uh, sorry, and Shadow has higher-end hardware. So, yeah, so uh, it does sound like a similar thing, uh, Paul. Right, let's go on to pr uh, the pricing again. So, again, guys in the chat, if you've got any tips about pricing, any information you want to chuck in there and let us know about how you do your pricing, feel free. This show's for you guys as well. Um, so just let us know exactly what's what. So, right, let's go on to uh, our next one on here. So there's different pricing models of the way you can price things, okay? So you've got, obviously, uh, hourly rates, or do you uh, basically charge a flat fee? Or are you have you got variable pricing, so it's slightly different for different things? Or even like um, uh, we tried it once, Jen, um, where we had like a, a, soul, a silver, gold, and platinum service oh, yeah. sort of thing, yeah. where it sort of worked, but it didn't as well at the same time because um, it killed that upselling sort of thing in a way uh, on a few other things. So we ended up making less in the long run. But what? how do well, yeah, you guys but, go about price and things? Let's start with you first, Jen, um, because you're there. <laughs> well, basically, we, we asked the um, the silver service bronze and everything. A, no, no one was reading the uh, literature for it. Uh, B, uh, it confused people and everything, you know. So the, what I do, though, when I'm on the sales floor and I'm trying to sell something, I let them tell me exactly what they need and what it's going to be used for. And then I make the executive decision of, all right, if this was my mom standing here telling me this, I would t to pick two products to choose from. And I'd say, right, one of these. Uh, for instance, I had someone come in and wanted a, a refurbished laptop. And all he wanted it for was to book holidays on, play on Facebook, do a little uh, gambling uh, that he likes to do with the horses and things like that. And I don't have to tell you guys that most any laptop will do this. It's been built this century. Uh, so I took him over to one of the, I won't say cheaper, but I'll say lower costing laptops it had a celeron processor it had four gigabytes of ram and a 240 gigabyte solid state drive nothing wrong with that and i told him i said this will do it this will do everything that you're telling me you need is there anything else that you can think of that you need it to do and i needed to play dvds i said check you know you can do that too everything he was throwing at me it could do it. So um, I sold him that one. And to me, it's not about making more. I could have sold him the high-end laptop. He could have gone out, you know, been nonetheless happier. But you have to think about what can I do? I, I wanted to get this guy's trust. I didn't want to rip him off. I wanted to get his trust and I wanted to get his custom. I sold him the low-end one. I said, do you have antivirus? 
He says, no. I said, I have Bullguard in here for 30 pounds if you're interested. And if I were you, I would actually get some protection on there, whether it be from me or wherever. He bought the Bullguard. And that approach is what I call, would you like fries with that? Because when you go in McDonald's, they always ask you, would you like fries with that? That's their upselling thing. And I upsold him Bullguard. I, I took a cut on the machine and I upsold him on Bullguard. And here's why. With Bullguard, we have a revenue share. Every time he renews his Bullguard, I'm going to get that revenue share as well, you see. So there's money in the long run. You have to plan your upsell. You don't want to just upsell them a, a little mouse or something like that. You want to make it, you know, worth it. And that's the way I do it. Okay, very good. Let's move on to Ben then. So same question for you. How do you do your pricing? I'm, I'm guessing it's mainly sales, so it's going to be probably fixed prices, but tell us. Um, well, just hitting back on what Jenny said there about upselling, upselling, upsell, upsell, upsell. It's key. It's you always try and push to sell more. It's, mm -hmm. it's extra money, extra money. You know. Um, so I've got my stuff like my services, like Windows reinstallations, uh, heatsink fan, clean repaste. Uh, they were fixed prices. I mean, Windows reinstalls seventy-two pounds. Uh, clean and service forty-four pounds, including VAT. Um, SSD normally I'm doing like 240 SSD will be 114 pounds with a clean install, uh, that sort of thing. They're all fixed prices, quite sort of happy with them. I went back right in December, obviously, I'd put the bat on top of that, and no one blinked an eye, which probably makes me think I should put prices up a bit sooner, but there you have it. Um, in regarding to the laptop sales, how I price them, uh, it depends how I buy them if they're. Machines that are refurbished or whether I've just bought them ready to sell. Um, and it also depends on the quantity I buy them. If I'm buying sort of 50 or 60 machines like I've recently done with a batch of HPs, I'll pay a set price per unit and I'll sell them at a set price per unit. Yeah, you get some units that you'll end up having to pay a bit of money into. They've got faults that you maybe didn't know or repairs that you've done. And it's part and parcel, isn't it? You know, it's part of the game. You know, it's, you get stuff sometimes you have to spend a bit extra and then the next batch will do a bit better on, you know. Um, but yeah, um, okay, so some good, good information about pricing as well. Putting your pricing up, as uh, Ben says, he wish he did it sooner. Mm. Oh, yeah, surprising how much more profit you can by adding a fiver onto your services. Let's just say you were to do five jobs a day for a year and you just put your prices up by a fiver on each of those jobs. Do you know how much you make? Over nine grand extra profit. That five pound can add up to a hell of a lot of money. It might not sound a lot when you think, oh, it's only five pounds. You're not going to make much off of that. But yeah, over a year, that's nearly 10 grand. Um, so, and that's just a fiver. Um, other than yeah. that's only if you're getting five jobs a day. If you're getting 10 jobs a day, that's 20 grand and so forth. So that soon, soon adds up. So, and uh, if I'd done the same, what, since I started trading, what, 16 years ago? Let me get a calculator up here. That's nearly 150 grand. I'll be able to buy 10 of those cooler master chairs. <laughs> um, I will uh, say this, um, don't be afraid 
to help someone tip the, uh, don't be afraid to tip the sale. And what I mean that is, all right, let's just say you have someone and they're wanting to buy something from you, but they can't make up their mind. They kind of, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And they may walk out that door, you know, ah, oh, you don't want him to walk out the door. Once they walk out the door, you've lost it. You want to stay in control. So if you think for one second that you can get this sale underway, here's what you do. I'm going to give you my little secret. I tell you what you do. I can see that you're having a hard time here deciding. Here's what I'm willing to do. Today only, I will throw in one year of full guard internet security for free with the purchase. Mm -hmm. And if they're going to buy it, it's that moment. Don't be afraid to, to throw in something like that because you know and I know the antivirus costs us pennies compared to what we're going to get in return. We've got a customer that's going to have things needing repairing on other computers, possibly. And you'll get your revenue with Bullguard as well. So think about that. Don't say, oh, gosh, I'm giving stuff away. You're not really, not really in the long term plan though don't don't give away the the whole house you know keyboards and mice and stuff like that no think smart and do it like that because you get a return on it yeah that's a good point there and reply to paul uh extra 9k is out after tax or uh, and vat well it depends a if you're vat registered and if you are you should be adding vat on top of that fiver um so that covers that and well i did say extra income not profit um so uh, uh so obviously you do have to pay the tax man in all your bills so uh, uh i wish we didn't but unfortunately we do it would be a lot easier if we didn't um right i can't even remember who we asked like like that start again last i think it was ben weren't it so i think we're yeah. on to tim now so how do you do your pricing tim is it like flat rate hourly uh, as a rule, I do a do an hourly rate for hourly rate labour charge. Um, I generally I can if once I've seen I, get, I as a rule get the customers to bring the device to my office, um, and then I look at it there. Once I then usually it's a case of some jobs I can ascertain how long it's like if it's. Uh, if they some sometimes they 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 send me photos ahead of time, so I know what I'm in theory getting ahead of time. Um, then after that, yeah, it's go away, find the right part, work, see how much that's going to cost me. At a at a roughly minimum, I try and I do thirty percent markup on the parts usually. Um, you say that covers, as we said earlier, it covers the overheads, if you might want to say, the lights, the coffee, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everything that goes with it. Coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah, coffee machine mandatory in my, in my place. Um, but, yeah, do that with, say, 30% markup, whereas that's for the, if it's a rent repair kind of thing. If it's a business to business, I've got uh, people that are on X amount per month, um, but that figure I work out after I've gone around the site and seen what I'm actually working with. 
and then I do get the extra sales or the upsells. For example, the recent one, they're going for I'm replacing one of their machines and I've got them buying a new server as well off me because they haven't got anything. They're, at the moment, they're totally running off independent machines. Um, and it's in the worst possible, it's in, let's say, dirty garage environment. So I won't, you, you can imagine what they're, <laughs> they look, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's, I, that's the way I tend to do it. And, and then from there, I say it's quite not unusual. I've done one repair and then they'll give me one person. It started with a desktop upgrade. I got his Mac, his, the, his, his other half's Mac. And I got his laptop to upgrade as well. Another customer, I've got a, started off with a computer upgrade, and I got their other laptop, which had previously been supposedly fixed by PC World. Um, supposedly, yeah. I say very loosely. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I don't know what they did, but yeah, then they said, "Can you just swap out? It still has an old H, old HDD in it." So I just swapped it out, dumped an SSD in it to speed it up, rebuild it. Um, and that guy recommends he's got me doing his office for his business he's just set up as an example. So I can say reputation's gone with, and I've not overcharged. Yes, I've made money, but I've not overcharged the guy, and he, he's recommended me. He's kind of tied into other people with other people in the property development world. So it's opened doors to me that I wouldn't have got previously. I can't tell you how many customers I've gotten as a result of PC World. Long live PC World. Long live PC World. Yeah. Because as long as they're around, I've got cut floods of customers coming through my door. Holy hallelujah. I mean, it's it's when they start having problems that I'm going to worry. Because there's always somebody that says, Take it to PC World. They'll do it for you. They have team know-how. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all I'm going to say about that. Replying to Paul, I have a feeling, Paul, you're going to have a tax man knocking your door tomorrow morning after that. Tech for tax does not condone anyone who does not pay their tax please let this be known yeah. make sure you pay your tax about whatever it may be your bills in general right okay let's move on to will then do you pay your bills no it wasn't that question was it, it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you charge an hourly rate or, uh, yeah, rate or, or what? i think given the area that i work in and the residents and the businesses, it tends to be a fixed price once I've calculated all the parts and the things like that. But I do always leave room for upselling products like Password Manager. Now this is one I'm really pushing out now as a Password Manager um, and like your Office 365 or Microsoft 365 upselling it to get them onto the correct licenses because they're always using, I've found that businesses are always using like home version or personal use version. So I, I, I'll go in and explain the ins and outs of why they shouldn't be doing that, um, and then upsell them on licenses. But lately, I've found that um, a fixed price is, you know, I'll, I'll add all the, the parts and things that I've been, add my percentage onto it, and then give them that price. Um, but I'll always tend to, to upsell them as well. It's, it's great. I had one today that upselled um, connecting a printer, went and connected the printer up, sold them the support plan, sold them a password manager, and they're wanting... Microsoft 365 as well, um, simply because they had someone that was supposed to go out to them and didn't phone them, 
and didn't turn up. So this happened twice to the, the elderly couple. Um, and I was out this morning um, and helped them out and sorted it. And bingo, I've got new customers as well. Um, so, yeah, it tends to be, tends to be a, a fixed price. If it's if it's fixing a screen, you know, depending on if it's a HP screen replacement, I'll always say to them between 70 to £90, pounds, you know, something like that, give them an idea. But I, I don't like quoting. I've, I've found this by learning that I don't like quoting over the telephone before seeing the product or the item because there's always other things involved. And yes. you think at a price like this, they think it's too expensive. They won't phone you back. So I'll try and go out to the customer or get them to come to my office because um, you always find that there's they're not always telling the truth. So yeah, exactly. I, I, I do the same thing, Will. I tell them um, a ballpark figure of this and this, but I won't, I would, uh, before I do anything or quote you verbatim, I'd like to see what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Feel free to bring it in and I'll have a look at it and we can go from there. And the sincere ones they do, just that. Yeah. My sort yeah. of unique selling point for my location is that I'm able to go and pick up and return, collect and return service, um, which I do free, but add the price into the, the actual bill. Yeah. But, doing it free. but yeah, that's that seems to be working well for me. And it's a yeah. good thing having an office at home because I can close the door, go and get it and come back and I'm not miss, missing any customers because I tend not to get customers turning up at my office from home. Um, so... Yeah, it's good to say the being able to work from home in the office and things like that. But yeah, there's always room for upselling. There's always something to sell. Yeah. Totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. And um, one of the things you said, like reselling stuff like the office and so forth, that's another reoccurring income as well. Yeah. So that's constant money mm -hmm. you've got coming in every month or year, depending on how you bill it. And well, it puts you. It lets you get through the tough times when you have got no yeah. customers coming in, or when there's some I don't know weird virus going around or something. Let's just say it pays all the bills. So, uh, world. so yeah, and that, that's the one thing. And I'll give you a tip. And one of the ways I resell um, like maintenance contracts and stuff like that is if I go around to someone's house and let's just say I'll only do it obviously if it's a small job and uh, it should be like 50, 60 quid or something like that. And I'll go around to their house and they would need something doing let's just say it was just the security installing or um they just got a slow machine which just needed the updates sorting out or something along that lines i'd basically say to them right okay i can either charge you 60 quid now or i can sign you up to a maintenance contract you don't have to pay anything straight away you'll just get billed on the first of every month you're going to get billed xyz out and you find like around, around about i'd say probably about four out of five people go for it um yeah. so either basically they'll go oh i'm saving 50 quid well they're not actually over the long term they're <laughs> going to be paying out of a lot more um but then you've got them basically and you've got them on your mailing lists and then if they need any work in the future you're the first person you think of need a new machine and so forth and that's where we get a lot of our custom from these days is from the labor they call it uh, yeah, they, they bring me up and they say, I have computer insurance. And it confuses me really, or it did, you know, when it first kicked off. They says, I, I took out some computer insurance. I said, with who? And they said, with you. And I said, computer insurance, maintenance contract. Yes. Okay. So you're, I know what you're talking about. And then I, I get them to tell me what's going on and a book filled in to go out because usually those are our fields 
that he deals with is, is the maintenance contract customers. They sometimes venture in the store, but most of the time, those are Phil's babies that he deals with on the call outs. Uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. They can be a lot of fun on a telephone. Yeah, that's very, very true. Let's just quickly go through some of the chat before we uh, move on to Bruno. Uh, let's have a look. So, uh, uh, where, where was we now? Um, one good one from um, Peter, and there's always good uh, things coming from Peter. It's, it's never rarely lets us down, let's put it that way. So, uh, normally try and overestimate slightly on site, site labor. Yeah, so when you're visiting people, we do, do this, we'll always say, Tell them the worst case scenario, and if it's any less, then we're hey. Um, so if it's going to cost, uh, if you think it's going to be anywhere between fifty and hundred, I always say to them, worst case scenario is going to be hundred pounds. It could be less. It just depends on how long it takes, or something along that. Or you could just tell them it's going to be the highest price and just leave it at that, and then give them a nice surprise when you give them a smaller bill if you do. Or you could just charge them the flat rate because they've called you out and they've agreed to it already. So that's up to you. Uh, right, so let's have a look. Um, yeah, Paul, Paul basically says all his books are clean and uncooked. Yeah, yeah, I believe you. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's absolutely fine. So, right, but, uh, Peter's also saying it's always good to get the customer through your door and you can see what they have, and sometimes they end up buying other bits or a new customer when they see what you've got. Yeah, sometimes it's just about getting people in the door. Um and there's something on the a post on one uh, on Tech for Text the other day about I think it was on Text for, or was it Target's user group? I think it was Target Target Components user group. There's someone about uh, um, packing peanuts or foam or whatever coming in the boxes and stuff uh, that it was a pain because it got everywhere. Well, use that as an opportunity to offer it free to your customers on Facebook or whatever. Say, hey, we've got loads of packing peanuts. Do you want them? You can use them for your eBay parcels and stuff. And you yeah. get someone in the door. Then you can sell them some paper, a new PC, memory stick, whatever you want, security. It, it just gets someone in the door. Um, getting them in the door is half of the job. Um, and that, that's it. it is a lot of time, once you build the trust like that, then they'll pass the name on and so forth. So uh, even if you don't want to do that, you can always offer it to your local post office or something like that or social media groups and so forth if you're wanting to. Uh, but, yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Right, let's uh, let's go on to Bruno. So we've not spoke to Bruno. So Bruno, um, do you charge like an hourly rate or a fixed rate? Uh, it depends on what it is. Uh, if it's things like cables, uh, I tend to to find the in between of uh, you know of uh, if they're getting it from Amazon for five pounds, but then if they go to a store and it's eight pounds at Curry's, and then you know if I buy it for two three pounds, I'll probably sell it for something like five or six. Um, so something that you know justifies the the fact that I bought the stock or whatever and uh, and made the sale. Um, however, because I work from home, I don't really hold that much stock other than things like SSDs, memories, um, and basic things. And um, my approach to 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 my customers is very similar to Jenny. Um, as in, uh, you know, they're buying a computer. I'll ask about the antivirus, the anti-malware, uh, the office, things like that. However, all the products that I sell, I've either used them at some point or I'm currently use them. So, for example, now I'm using Malwarebytes and Bullguard. So yes. I've used Bitdefender before. So these three solutions are the, the only three that I offer to my customers. And mm -hmm. uh, because I sell what, I, what I'm using, 
or, or what I've used, I know in first hand the experience and it's so much easier to sell to a customer when you're explaining why they should go for more Whereabytes or uh, or for Bullguard instead of McAfee or something like that. Um, yeah, I just find it that it's much easier when you believe what you're selling and uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, can't, it, it can't be hard to upsell from McCrappy, though, can it, really? True. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't know any different, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like you. I, you. You said it really well, Bruno. Um, I sell what I use um, yeah. I, and what I know. Uh, if I, I I have sold Norton before. I can't believe I'm admitting it. But um, I had one copy in the store because this one guy used to always come in and want Norton. And that was his copy of Norton, basically. Uh, but I, I, I don't anymore. I, it's yeah. Bullguard or nothing, you know, uh, I, because I don't believe in what Norton is about, you know. Yeah. I can't sell it if I don't believe in it. So you've got to have confidence in your product. Yeah, yes, yeah. if I don't have confidence in it, I can't. I just can't sell it to someone. Yeah, I, we get this the same with a lot of our suppliers. They'll say, "Oh, you need to go and buy this new whatever line of, let's say, keyboard mm -hmm. and mice we've got in." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not selling it until I see any of it." And then it's like, "Well, send us a, like a few demo ones over for us to have a look at," and you never see them. And it's like. Unless I see them and try them and play with them, I'm not gonna sell yeah. them. It's as simple yeah, and that as that. Double for headsets and, and speakers. Yeah, mm. luckily we're in a position where we've got the review side of the business. Well, two separate businesses, Tech for Techs and Chips Computers, but we've got the review side thing, so we can check things out first and basically say we'll review the product. And uh, we've had a few shaky ones. What we're in the process of reviewing at the moment, which we definitely won't be stocking in the store. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying who yet, what, because we're uh, there's a few things going off in that side of things but we'll fill you in once we know uh, but uh, um, I don't want to get myself in too much trouble on that one uh, right. yeah, I, think, I think we need to stop right now maybe it's for the offline part yeah exactly, I don't, I don't want a lawyer knocking on my door in the morning So, right, okay, rather than going through um, all the um, different forms and so forth let's just go through chat who was it oh yeah what sort of percentages does everyone add on for like replacement parts who was it who asked that was someone was it steve was it earlier on i know someone asked it sorry whoever it was I can't remember it was now. I'm ah, yeah, Stephen Martin. Here we go. I knew I'd seen it somewhere. What percentage do you add on top for replacement parts such as screens, SSDs, etc.? Well, for ourselves, we charge obviously the labour first. We have a fixed fee depending on the type of job. So if it's a screen repair, it's one fee. If it's like a, a memory upgrade, it's another fee and so forth. So it really depends on what it is. So we've got a labour charge and then the price of the part. And it really depends on the part, in all honesty, because some of the parts you can buy for a quid and you can sell it for a hell of a lot more. And then other parts you might only be able to put 20 or 30% on top. So, but ideally we aim for 30 um, uh, percent on ours on, on the actual parts because most of our stuff comes through on the labor side of things, to be honest with you. Um, so, but you have to remember when you are pricing anything like that um, for parts is you'll, you've got to cover that under a warranty of however long it may be, depending on the part. So you need to cover your time if anything ever goes wrong with it in, within 
in your labor fee and the parts fee as well so um it's always good to make sure you charge a little bit extra to cover that just in case it comes back with the same issue for example it's a dc socket for a laptop or something on that lines because we know how people like to blame us even though they broke it again and so forth just because we fixed it a year ago they're going to bring it back yeah. in it's never worked since i got it back from you <laughs> 10 years ago uh, they're gonna take that um so you need to cover it for a year bring up that internet history the screen cracked by itself phil but no um seriously don't forget to add in also uh, one fee that a lot of people do forget shipping if you're yeah. buying that car, you've got to account for your shipping costs as well. Mm -hmm. It's all right and good, well and good to look at Target's website. <laughs> Shout out to you. Um, and say, oh, I bought it for this amount. No, you didn't. You need to bring in your VAT onto it and you need to bring in your shipping onto it. And anything yeah. extra that you paid getting it there, you have to yeah. cover Everything. I agree with that. I mean, I always take into account if I, I mean, if it's cables, I mean, I keep like USB leads, charge leads, whatever various USB leads you people got. Um, yeah, I usually, I usually, you know, with those in bulk in about 20, 30 of each, for example. Um, but yeah, I always add in on top of the any markup on anything, it's plus delivery, what it's cost me to get it in. And then that percentage of the markup goes on top of that. Yeah. Then I've got it covered. And if I just happen to need other bits from the same supplier, happened a few weeks ago for one was a repair, one was a stock resupply, uh, I just um, ordered everything in one go, one order. Yeah. So I've kind of absorbed the delivery charge within an order I was going to be placing anyway. It's a fixed charge anyway. So. Mm -hmm. That's uh, it. Looks like Bruno's getting a bit hot. He's going to be yep. either that it's or he's getting, getting stressed. Like it's either that or he's getting stressed <laughs> and he's jumping out the window. Which I don't advise for anyone who's watching to jump out the window, just in case anyone's stupid enough to try it. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. You so didn't see it on tech for text. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, well, Nick says he's got a weak um, signal on 3G. Come on, Nick. You're in tech industry. Get yourself a 5G dongle or something. Come on now. Uh, but yeah, no problem, Nick. Catch us later. Right, let's just go around and ask each other what sort of prices we actually charge for things like services and so forth. So, because I'm guessing a lot of people want to know how much we charge. So, I'm going to start it off. Um, Jen knows our prices, so she's going to speak on my behalf. I'm just going to ask the question. So, okay, how much do we charge for servicing a computer? So, that's going to be like just a general like clean up or something along that lines. Sixty pounds. That's correct. Uh, right. Ben, what sort of price do you charge? Uh, £72 for reinstall. That's for a reinstall, though? Yeah. Um, I don't what? generally do the clean-up because I find okay. the time starting. Well, why don't we do reinstall, make it fair across we'll the do board? That. Oh, we'll, sorry. Do that. <laughs> we'll do that next. So, Tim, do you do a service? Yeah. Uh, I, I tend to usually make that based on labour. usually works out to be about... 60 70, 70 pounds per machine but as a rule i do it per depending on how long it takes to be be fair with that and then i give them a bill after it's done so okay that's fine what about yourself will uh, for a computer mot as i call it um it's about 45 pounds okay 
And that's pretty good. That's actually uh, uh, looking at our survey history for what we've done in the tech for text group. The average, uh, the actual average charge is forty five pounds. So that's uh, so you're spot on there, Will. Uh, so, but again, depends on where you are in the country. Yeah. Different well, places take, have different. Take, for example, just quickly um, for NHS just now, I'm on the blue light card as well, and I do it for NHS staff twenty five pounds. Um, that's only that's for good. local staff. So just for NHS around. Yeah. So what, now you're going to get NHS. You're going to get NHS stuff, staff coming on from all around the country to yeah. see you. What about, what about yourself, Bruno? Um, I charge £40. Pounds. Um, sometimes I charge 60 if I see that is a, a really old laptop that is still running on a on a hard drive and it's going to take me a while to, to get things moving. I'll just say 60 straight away. Um, and the, the, the ones that I charge 40 does not include any fans cleaning, thermal paste replacement. Yeah. Nothing like that. It's literally just software. So you've sort of got like two brackets for that. So a basic yeah. service and an advanced one. So yeah, that's pretty good. And you know, also, oh, what, no. what people got to be aware is some of the guys here are actually in, in stores, and some people are actually working from home as well. So the prices yeah. will come for a little. On my service, um, what that entails is cleaning up of malware, um, driver updates cleaning out the rubbish on it as we all know general service and then at the end of it i did something uh, uh during lockdown that i've continued on doing i wiped down before i touch it i wiped down the computer and make sure that it's nice and sanitary for me to touch and then after i'm done with it i wipe it down again before i break, hand it back to the customer and put a sanitized sticker on it. And when I say wipe it down, I don't mean just take a rag. And, eh, no, I mean, I actually get proper chemicals, alcohol-based solutions that kills bacteria. And when I hand it back to them, they always say, oh, it smells so fresh. Oh, what do you use to clean it? And I point over on the shelf right there. Oh, I have to get me some. Seriously, you can sell your cleaning products just by handing back a freshly presented computer. That's it. Two points from that. Number one, a lot of the machines that we get coming in, I think we need to hose them down, not just wipe them down. <laughs> come in in a hell of a state. And secondly, if you ever visit our store and you see lots of bottles of vodka and whiskey in the back, now you know what it's used for. We, we don't use it for consumption. Okay? Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so right okay so the, so we've got rough prices there what we charge so uh ben started us off already with um reinstalling windows so how much do we charge for reinstalling windows joe 70 pounds okay yes no, 75 now get it right <laughs> oh give me a break i'm hot and sweaty <laughs> that's another conversation that's another conversation right so how much was it you charged again ben uh, 72 pounds 72 pounds a similar sort of price tim uh 60 if it's uh we say a reasonable reasonably fast machine say i3 upwards if it's slightly older, I, I usually sometimes say AT if they want stuff work done with it because you don't know. For some people still want you to put on, for example, Windows 7 or something like that, which takes longer to install the Windows 10. So okay. That's pretty good. What about you, Will? 
anything again from 45 to 65 pounds depending on the age of the laptop and things or, or desktop which i need to put my prices up probably but yeah but I if they've got license then obviously full price of the windows as well so yeah. yeah, you'd be surprised. Put your pricing up, you'll find, find most people don't even notice, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, at, at minimum, and, I would charge 55 because yeah, again, you get to do drivers on. and all that and everything. Yeah. yeah. I, so, um, you're, you're worth I, that. I have a caveat as well. I won't do installs on hard drives anymore. I, unless if they come in yeah. with a machine and hard drive, I'll say to them, look, you need to take an SSD upgrade for this machine yeah. if you want to install well, I don't. I don't. Um, I will reinstall Windows on anything, but I will say, I will say to them, I see you've got a traditional hard drive in here. Now, if you want performance boost, might I recommend that you update to the solid state drive? And do you know that usually before they get out of the door good or off the phone with me, I have upsold? Mm -hmm. And that's it. But what, about yourself, what about yourself, Bruno? How much are you charging for reinstall? I just took note that I need to raise my prices. <laughs> 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 so I've been charging well, 40 pounds for either yeah. Windows installation or reinstallation, um, which clearly I'm, I'm way underpriced. Um, mm -hmm. So it's something that needs to be changed. Yeah. Stick your prices up. You'll be surprised how many people don't notice. Let's just say you did lose one or two customers. For that extra tenner you're going to be charging, you can afford to lose 25% of them. Yeah. But if you think about plus you get less the, of the work as well. Um, but more the money. Customers, the customers that value you and appreciate you and your time and your effort and for you taking up time with them and, and helping them, they won't mind. Mm -hmm. They won't mind a bit because they know you're worth it. Now, another question, and this is an upselling one to do with reinstalling Windows. Do you include data recovery or transfer, should we say, if you're obviously wiping the machine, do you copy the data off using something like Fab's backup or whatever it may be and put it back in? Is that included in the price or are you charging extra for that? So, Jen, how much extra do we charge for that? £30 extra for uh, a reinstall data recovery. Um, and here is the thing. If they want data recovery to do with Windows reinstalls and stuff like that, that's your time. And you had to pay Fabrice for his program to back it up with if you're using Fabs. If you're using something else, you had to pay them. And it, think about it. How long does it take to reinstall Windows on an SSD? Not very long, right? But then you've got to do drivers, you've got to do updates and all that. And you have to do all of this before you can re put the, the data back on. Oh, so yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a charge. All right. There is definitely a charge. And that is, that's also to do with how much data there is to be backed up. That covers a certain amount. And mm -hmm. if you go over then there's a more of a charge uh, that doesn't, you know, go for like four terabytes of data or something like that. Stupid. No, 
Yeah, and also on top of that, uh, if we if people want like extra programs putting back on, let's say Sage Office, whatever, we'll sometimes depending on the job uh, add a, another charge on top. We leave yep. that discretion to Jen's discretion or mine, depending on who's working. So Ben, do you charge extra for data transfer, or do you even offer the service? Um, I do offer the service, but I don't charge extra for it. Maybe maybe I should look at starting charge extra for it now. Um, I don't use Pubs or any other software because most of my customers are quite basic when they come in. It's all in documents, pictures, music, and I just mm-hmm. drag and drop. Um, I do it for accuracy reason. If it's going to take ages to do, I'll just leave the machine plugged in, doing its thing, like I'm to do a large job, so it's, it's not physically labor intensive for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, um, so it's uh, something to look into is put, doing that. But uh, I would suggest you have a look at Fabs. Even for doing basic stuff, it gives you a report at the end. So if someone comes and says you didn't copy all my documents over, you'll have a report that says you copied yeah. everything over. Um, it's cheap as hell as well. I think yeah. it's 35, 40 quid for a, a year. Um, yeah. So it's silly prices. By the time you've done one job, you paid for it. Um, we did a review so. on it. So look on the channel. For mm-hmm. the Fabs Auto Backup Review, and watch that. You know, and if you have any questions, you can always tag him in the group because he's in the group. He's very approachable, really nice guy. Yeah. Even stuff like Microsoft Office and stuff like that will copy, copy uh, like the Outlook profiles, internet history, favorites, and different things, bookmarks and stuff. Uh, yeah. Tends to be the stuff what people missing usually the most is the internet um, bookmarks and stuff. Oh, I can't find my bookmark to get onto my, my game of playing drafts oh. or whatever it may be. Um, <laughs> So, oh, but yeah, it's very, very handy tool. So I find the report there a bit best because it leaves you a report at the end, uh, and it's pretty good. And you can try, you can transfer stuff directly from Windows, or you can use it, use it like a, um, the drive in a caddy or something like that. And it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, right, let's go over to Tim. Do you charge extra for data? Yep. Uh, so I normally charge forty for data if it's a, we'll say, a normal use device. Um, if it's a business machine, um, I tend to do it per hour unless it's thrown in there. They've got, I've got them on a the monthly IT support contract, and then it's mm-hmm. thrown in with that price. It's absorbed through that, so they're paying for it, but they just don't realise it, <laughs> and it keeps That's them happy. It. So there you go. What about yourself, Will? Do you charge extra for stuff like that? Um, no, if I'm doing a solid state drive. I normally include it in the price, and simply because Fabs is awesome, takes no time at all, fires right through it, transfers it, gives you a report. So, and I'm doing other things to be fair. So, but yeah, it's something that I'm going to look at generally to top my price. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, when we first started using Fabs, I thought it was short for fabulous. Mm-hmm. I really did because it, mm-hmm. that's some fabulous stuff. And then I got in touch with Fabrice and everything, and it clicked in. <laughs> what it was was uh, Fabrice's, Fabrice's name yeah. kind of shut down. But, yeah, I call him Mr. Fabulous in the group. I always say, Mr. Fabulous, you can answer this and tag him in. If you guys don't stay out of that chat room, I'm going to turn it off and mute it. <laughs> Shoot, Ben. This is full. 
If anyone's wondering what we're on about, who's watching, we've got a, like a private chat, and Ben's talking away on his own. He's talking about Amiga stuff. No, not oh, really. Cool. <laughs> but, but ben, was, ben was basically asking, um, do uh, does Fabs do uh, like a clone, like a direct copy sort of thing? But it just actually copies the profiles for anyone else who's wondering as well if you haven't used it. So it's uh, more of a profile copy with data. You can add extra folders on as well, and multiple profiles and stuff like that. Right. Okay, so let's go on to um, Bruno then. Bruno, do you you charge extra for data? I do. I do charge forty pounds for data or for cloning the drive. Um, so okay, it doesn't make me feel as bad now for undercharging on the Windows reinstallation. You're <laughs> <laughs> it up. Um, so yeah, I I do all, always offer to you know either clone the drive if that's an option or um, or charge extra forty pounds. Um, I know, you know, you all are going to disagree with me. Uh, I got the fabs um, because, you know, I saw what you guys were talking in, in the group and uh, I got fabs because I was curious. Uh, I tried it myself. I tried it with a couple of customers. I found it very particular as in it gets the, those files that you don't normally tend to kind of back up or pick up like the favorites and things like that. Uh, however, I don't really tend to use it. I, I find it more useful and this is just me um to just copy the 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 user profile and explaining to to the user saying look all of these folders are going to be copied is there anything else yes no if there's no we'll copy put the folder on the desktop saying backup uh and the name of the customer and then yes all the folders there splitted uh as they were on the other machine just for the fact that some some people like to do the the reset on the machine because you know it was someone else someone else that was using the machine or because they want a fresh start or you know and that kind of thing so i always do it this way um but then again i've tried fabs and and it really is good for what and for basically what it's advertised isn't it um it does on the tin yeah, but if if I do cr come across a, a, a elderly customer that that says, "Oh, I have pictures here and these there and blah blah," and I see that they might be struggling, you know, going into the new folder and looking for the things, then I'll probably just use Fabs to do everything. So you know, it doesn't clash with the customer. Yeah, that's that's pretty good advice there. Um, what we usually charge extra for a lot of time, it's not always down because it takes longer to do, even though it can be quite fast in some cases and really long in others, uh, especially if you're copying from an old hard drive or something like that. Um, it also, the charge is to cover for when the customer calls you back up and they can't find X, Y, Z, and then you have to just tell them on the phone how to use file search or whatever it may be or uh, file explorer in windows because they're not used to it or something along that lines and then they obviously the constant calls after that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you no, do. i do, I do. Where is it i don't have a search bar what's a task bar <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just... circle down here Call this morning um, on the phone, and uh, it took me literally 15 minutes to get them to find where the clock was on the screen. Uh, so. I had one man argue that there is no no clock on his machine, and he didn't realize that what I call uh, military time 
<laughs> was actual clock. Yeah, I mean, he's got a digital <laughs> clock. He's looking for a big uh, clock face. But he's there we go. It might be worth mentioning, I do charge instead of 40, 65, if that's over 150 gigabytes. Um, and that's because normally the, the average customer has something like 20 gigabytes maximum um, yeah. when yeah. we transfer. And it's either less than 100 or over 300. So I, I did put that kind of to cross the limit, you know, because if a customer shows up and he has like two terabytes of games and things like that that yep. he wants to cross, it's going to take ages. So I do charge extra yeah. for that. We do. Yeah, that's that's true as well. So, yeah, we, we do charge a bit extra if it is uh, going to be a little bit more. Uh, don't usually tend to like copy game folders, but again, Fabs, um, you can tell it to copy Steam. You can even tell Fabs to copy drivers over So uh, uh, on the newer versions, which is pretty good as well. So it saves you time hunting drivers. Uh, but there we go. Right. Unless there's anything else anyone wants to add, I'm just looking at the time, and we'll be going quite a while. Um, we've been having fun and not realizing, so it's uh, nearly 20 to 10. So does anyone have anything they would like to add in about pricing before we call it a night? I think it's safe to say that if everyone tonight who's watching was to put their prices up by even five pounds, I don't think any customers would notice. No, no they wouldn't come. They would notice, but they wouldn't complain about it. Everything it's... else has gone yeah. up after lockdown. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, you're 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 no less than the grocer or the Marks and Spencer or whatever shop. Uh, know your worth. Know your worth. Mhm. That's good. And uh well my my final comments have gone out the window because I was going to tell everyone to stick the prices up by 5 quid. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but uh, Will's already done that one. So let's have a think. Um something I've said before how many of you guys think you're better than PC World? Are we all better than PC World? <laughs> by far. <laughs> yeah. Do you charge more than PC World? Nope. Now no, you've got no. thinking. So if you're if you're better than them, should you not be charging more than them, or at least be on par? That's I really wouldn't want to charge more than them. It's eighty pounds for a basic pair, isn't it? But eighty quid or something like that. Someone, one of my customers, quoted me. They got charged by them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we get customers from them. We don't rip people off. <laughs> exactly. That's why well I don't want to charge price. more than them because they are a ripoff for the services that they render to their customers. And I I like to stay under the PC world threshold. Uh, that way I can say, look, you save money with me and you got a better job. That's two pluses mm -hmm. for you. You'll be surprised what PC World's prices actually are on some things. But again, a lot of their prices are the usual from £40, which obviously yeah. by the time you add everything in, again, they do the similar things as we do, as they'll charge <coughs> you a certain price to reinstall. They'll charge you an extra for data transfer. They'll charge you extra for installing programs. I think it's an extra t 10 or 20 quid for every single program they add on and so forth. So they'll install Chrome. That's 20 quid. They install... A doe breeder, another 20 quid or whatever. So they, they soon add up um, all the different things. But anyway, I think we're done for tonight then. Um, a final 
Zane's gone. Will's killed me on that one, so I don't need to worry about that. <laughs> we do not have a show next week, so we're actually having a break. Some Something yeah. about some, someone's anniversary or something that I can't make it because I'll get shot if I miss it. So, um, so we are not having a show next week, but there will be one on the 29th, and the one on the 29th is going to be a special show. Uh, we haven't come up with the name of it yet, but it's basically about Tech Max. So we're going to be um, going through everything about it that we can share with you, who's going to be attending, like the distributors, vendors, stuff like that, what the plans are with talks, uh, plans about meetings, plans about hotels. And on top of that, tickets will be available directly after the show for anyone who wants to purchase them. So again, tickets, I will tell you this now, you're probably going, oh God, I'm not going to pay £100 for a ticket. Um, well, you're not going to. They're basically a quid. So £1 for a ticket. Or well, that's for the daytime if you want to include the evening as well. Uh, it works out at £2. So uh, apparently I've just been told by the boss the show is going to be called uh, Max to the Max. Okay, so but we'll figure that out a bit closer to the date. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's going to be all about Tech Max. So if you want to come, again, it's 24th of June next year. Seems a long way away, 340 days roughly, I think it is. Um, but it soon comes by, and I would advise you do attend the show if you're interested because we are well at least from what i've seen we're going to be uh running out tickets pretty quick to be honest with you our vendor tables have basically sold out within a week um we've got probably a few little ones spare over just in case people held on reserve for specific brands we'd like to turn up um so it's going to be an interesting event we've got a few big names there so some people you're uh, aware of in the group and so forth um so there's going to be a range of people from different services all the way from data uh, recovery all the way to refurbish stuff to um mobile phone parts to your vendors what sell cases and stuff um graphics cards as well potentially uh, and then we've got uh, your distributors, which most of you probably know. But we'll announce all the names next, not next week, the week after. So that's 